Do you ever wonder what happened to your friends from high school? I mean, you were so close. You laughed together. You cried together. You shared some of the best years of your lives together. And yet, somehow through life, you just lost touch. Now it's time to relive those moments once again. Introducing the podcast that takes you back in time to the place where it all began. This is Class Reunion. We're bringing you all the gossip, secrets, and scandals from your high school days that you won't want to miss. Join us as we catch up with old classmates and dive into the wildest stories from our high school days. From those legendary parties to the infamous cliques, we're spilling all the tea on who's who and what really went down. So grab a seat, turn your volume up, and get ready for a trip down memory lane. Class Reunion, the podcast that reunites us all. You know when you get that invitation for your high school reunion? It's like a mixed bag of emotions. Like you want to go and catch up with some folks, but not everyone. And you're not sure if you really want to take the time to travel back to your hometown, but you're still interested in reminiscing on old times. It's weird, right? It got me thinking, like, what if we all did this together, regardless of where we went to school, and we just reminisced about those times, the crazy parties and the cliques that you did or didn't want to be a part of and the teachers you liked and didn't like and how it all molded you as a person? It got me thinking, why don't I host a podcast? So let me introduce myself and let's get the ball rolling and get you excited to join what's in store. My name's Leanne Pepper and this is Class Reunion. I started to come up with this idea when I lost my job and I kind of had to reinvent myself. And I thought to myself, it's time for you to do something fun and go back to the past before you worry about the future. So that's what I'm doing. I grew up in Michigan and I went to Birmingham Groves High School. I'm the youngest of four. I have an older sister and two brothers. And I graduated in 1984. I was the homecoming queen. I was a cheerleader. And all of that used to embarrass me because... I was not the prettiest girl in school, but I did enjoy my time there. And it started me thinking that being a cheerleader was more about just cheering everybody on. I loved the theater kids. I loved the athletes. I walked down those halls and I had a great, great time seeing everybody. So it's really nothing that I should be embarrassed about, except fast forward to being 58. Not that great. But you know what? As is. And that's how you buy your houses nowadays. So I will share with you that my mom worked at the school. She was a receptionist and she knew everybody and everything. And most of you fell in love with her. Her name was Kathy Lauterbach and she worked there for many years. It was the first time I became a latchkey child, which we'll talk about in other episodes. You know, she loved her job and it was important and she loved it and brought home some extra income for our family. And it was just a, a great thing for my parents to do at the time. But boy, it was difficult. It had its advantages, but it was wild. And let me tell you why. So while I was homecoming queen, she was the queen of knowing everything and everyone. And in our neighborhood, actually, we called her the hawk. I mean, we didn't need a, a bell to ring us home. That woman knew exactly what street we were on, how far away we were from home. She knew everything. But she was really lovely. Like she just loved everybody at the school and they loved her back. Now, why does that pose a problem for me? She wasn't the principal. She wasn't a teacher, so it should be fine that she was just everybody's friend in high school. Except when Tony Toma came to the gymnasium. 
So some of you may remember back in the 80s, this guy came around to talk about drugs and how bad it was. And he did this really dramatic reading of like how he knew addicts that opened their eye and stuck a needle of heroin in their eye. It was... Quite unnerving. And at the end, you know, he handed out pamphlets like it was a Harry Krishna concert. And it was all about symptoms of people that are on drugs. Well, I go home and my mom is staring at my pupils. She puts me up against the kitchen wall and she's like, I think you're doing drugs. I think you're doing drugs. And that is the complication of having your mom at school. There was a moment in our schedules where you could book, I think, like a half of classwork and volunteer to work in the library or in the gymnasium or in the office. And you would help file and make copies. Well, over time, a lot of people in the high school found that going to my mom's desk during this study period was a really fun way to help her out, but also have this parental person that you can tell all your secrets to. Great for you not for me. So when you would so lovingly talk about being on birth control, perhaps, that just puts you on a list of people I could never associate with. When you shared with my mom that, you know, Peter's parents were going to be out of town that weekend and there was going to be a big party, well, you can guarantee that I had to stay home and watch Dallas. So it was a blessing for you, but not for me. It was just a complicated colliding of secrets that allowed me to stay home most of the time, which is another weird thing. How could I be homecoming queen without having gone to like 90% of the parties? And so what I would do with my friend Nancy was we would show up but not go in. And if some of you ever did this, let me know. But there was a time like at this era, you know, early 80s, where you went to a party and you had a McDonald's cup or Burger King, whatever it was, and that's where you mixed your alcohol. And so it was assumed that most of the people were drinking if they brought a McDonald's cup to a party. And so, goofy us, we would actually get a Diet Coke with nothing else and just take Nancy's station wagon with the paneling and we would cruise by the party. And all you had to do was kind of like wave, like you're cool enough to be there. But we rarely went in and parked the car because then I could legitimately go home and say I never went into Peter's house. Do you see the complication? So anyway, it was a lot of fun and I can't wait to share more memories. I mean, you know, it was an incredible time when we were in the cusp of like not wearing seatbelts, having any, you know, helmets we had to wear for riding bicycles. But then we really had to fast forward and learn how to switch our technology. And I think that's why we're such a cool generation. Like we really were crossing the border or the chasm of two really different generations. So I encourage you all to come on this wild ride. You're going to love my first guest. I don't want to share too much, but it's going to be a really cool first guest. And I'm excited for that. And I want the other generations to come along for the ride. It's just that you have to do one thing. You have to be able to sit on the back of a really long Cadillac, hop on the trunk, and just know that you could fall off at any time. No helmets will be required. But buckle up and join us because this is Class Reunion. All right, friends. That's it for this episode of Class Reunion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, write us a review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time.